Thanks for joining us today as you listen to a portion of a message recorded at Vine Life Church in Boulder, Colorado. If you'd like to connect with us further, you can visit us online at www.vinelife.com. Peter and John replied, Judge for yourselves whether it is right for God, in God's sight to obey you rather than God, for we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. Okay. When they come before the Sanhedrin, the Sanhedrin recognized that it was the name that they carried that moved them in their authority. It wasn't the information that they had. It wasn't the um, certificate that they had been to the right healing school. It wasn't their accolades. It was the name that they carried that had authority. And that's why they said, please don't use that name. The Lord knows that his name isn't just the asterisk on an end of a prayer. When we are praying in Jesus' name, we are moving the entire manifestation of his character, nature, and resources into that situation. And that's why they wanted them not to pray in his name. So I was, I was worshiping at one point, and the Lord said, um, or the Lord came to me, and he gave me a set of blank checks. And I asked him, I said, what is this? And I could see it was kind of like a prophetic combination of my signature and his signature on the signature line. And he said, Sarah, this is what intercession looks like when you pray as a daughter of the king. You are given my checking account. You have blank checks to release my resources from heaven when you recognize what's contained in the authority of my name. So I asked him, I'm like, I need scripture to back that up. And so he took me to Hebrews 1, 1 through 6. Sorry, I didn't mark this one. Okay. In the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he anointed heir of all things and through whom he made the universe. The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. So he became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. For which of the angels did God ever say, you are my son? Today I have become your father. Or again, I will be his father and he will be his son. And he said, Sarah, I was the exact representation and radiance of the father. I received all of my inheritance because the name that he gave me was the best name that I could get. And that was the name son, and you are a daughter. And so when you carry that name, you're walking in with the full inheritance of heaven, backing your prayers to pray in Jesus' name. Um, I feel like a lot of times when I was praying, the way I would approach it was, okay, Lord, I need you to do this, and we, we could really use this, and this, this could just happen if you just did this, and just show up, please. And the Lord was like, you need to start recognizing who you are when you pray, not just what needs to happen. And you need to walk in with your name. 
walk into the environment, walk into the situation, and ask me, Lord, what is in your name for this circumstance? How are you resourcing this situation with heaven? And if we know that the Lord's prayer says, on earth as it is in heaven, we need to start spending more time in heaven so we know what earth should look like. If we're filtering our prayers through our own earthly experience, we're only going to get earth's backing and resources for that. And if we're filtering our prayers through our own broken sense of identity, whatever names we've taken on instead of the name son or daughter, that's all the backing that we have for that. And it doesn't move anything. (laughs) It doesn't carry the weight and the authority of, nope, this is who I am, this is my name, and this is what is in his name in heaven for this situation, and I want it to be on the planet, so move. That's what walking in his name looks like. That's what praying in his name looks like. And it's actually learning how to be in heaven and perceive what's in your name here. I'm not just going to say that at the end of the prayer. Like literally what is contained in your name that needs to manifest itself on the planet. Okay, so there's this really great video that I want to show you that I feel like demonstrates this principle perfectly. So if you guys could pull up the video, I'm going to step down and then we'll, we'll chat. It's good stuff. If you've learned a lot about leadership and making a movement, then let's watch a movement happen start to finish in under three minutes and dissect some lessons. First, of course, a leader needs the guts to stand alone and look ridiculous. But what he's doing is so simple, it's almost instructional. This is key. You must be easy to follow. Now here comes the first follower with a crucial role. He publicly shows everyone else how to follow. Notice how the leader embraces him as an equal. So it's not about the leader anymore. It's about them, plural. Notice how he's calling to his friends to join in. So it takes guts to be a first follower. You stand out and you brave ridicule yourself. Being a first follower is an underappreciated form of leadership. The first follower transforms a lone nut into a leader. If the leader is the flint, the first follower is the spark that really makes the fire. Now here's the second follower. This is a turning point. It's proof the first has done well. Now it's not a lone nut and it's not two nuts. Three is a crowd and a crowd is news. A movement must be public. Make sure outsiders see more than just the leader. Everyone needs to see the followers, because new followers emulate followers, not the leader. Now here come two more people, then three more immediately. Now we've got momentum. This is the tipping point, and now we have a movement. As more people jump in, it's no longer risky. If they were on the fence before, there's no reason not to join in now. They won't stand out, they won't be ridiculed, and they will be part of the in-crowd if they hurry. And over the next minute, you'll see the rest who prefer to stay part of the crowd, because eventually they'd be ridiculed for not joining. And ladies and gentlemen, that is how a movement is made. So let's recap what we've learned. If you are a version of the shirtless dancing guy, all alone, remember the importance of nurturing your first few followers as equals, making everything clearly about the movement, not you. Be public. Be easy to follow. But the biggest lesson here... Did you catch it? Leadership is over-glorified. Yes, it started with the shirtless guy, and he'll get all the credit. But you saw what really happened. 
It was the first follower that transformed a lone nut into a leader. There's no movement without the first follower. See, we're told that we all need to be leaders, but that would be really ineffective. The best way to make a movement, if you really care, is to courageously follow and show others how to follow. When you find a lone nut doing something great, have the guts to be the first person to stand up and join in. So, the reason why this is important is because when we're getting ready to move the kingdom onto the planet, we don't actually have to be the lone nut. We get to be the first follower. Because the Holy Spirit is already dancing like a nut somewhere, anywhere we go. And all we have to do is go, oh, I'm just supposed to be the first follower. Let's groove, right? Let's do what you're doing. Let's move like you're moving. And I let other people see that, and they join the movement. I don't have to start the movement. I just have to join it. And I have to show other people how to follow it. And what I love is that that video says, it still will be the lone nut that gets all the credit. You don't have to worry about you getting in the way because all those people are still going to recognize who started it, but you were just the person that gave them permission to see what the kingdom was doing in their life, how the kingdom was moving. And you partnered with that to say, oh, that move is in Jesus' name for this situation. I'm going to do that dance, and I'm going to let you join me so that you recognize this is how you're resourced in this environment. So we don't have to come up with something crazy ourselves. We just perceive by living in heavenly places what it should look like on earth. So I want to honor someone who does this for her life. This is who she is. It's not something that she just has to conjure up. And I want to be clear that this isn't a formula. We, remember, the sons of Sceva tried to invoke the name of Jesus because they recognized that the name of Jesus had power, and they got their butts kicked because they were just trying to use the authority without the relationship, without the connection. So if you just try to invoke the name of Jesus as a new, like, oh, this is my key, and you don't have the friendship and the relationship to perceive how he's dancing, good luck. That's not, that's not safe. Not safe. So you do want to be able to perceive relationally what's going on and join in that process, not just, oh, now I know I can say in the name of Jesus and things should move. No, I have to know him. I have to know his character to know his name. And this is what my friend Donna Castle does. So Donna Castle has been connecting with the land in Denver and perceiving how God is moving on it. And she has joined the dance. And so I'd like for her to share how she is bringing the kingdom with her flavor um, and, and perceiving how she gets to be who she is to release who he is. Come on up. Let's honor Donna. Good morning. Um, I am more of a writer than a speaker, so if you'll permit me, I'm going to read something that I wrote that will save a lot of ums and <laughs> be a lot less awkward. So, okay. Um, as best as I can tell, my story began five years ago. I moved home to Colorado in 2011, and at that time, the Lord made it clear to me there's a piece of the city for you to have dominion over. 
Even though I didn't know what it meant to have dominion over a piece of the city, my heart took this really seriously. I was raised in Denver, and I always loved it, so I knew that the Lord meant that city. And um, when I started to think about this, I imagined that dominion would look like intercession, that it would look like partnering with God in a way that the effects could be seen um, maybe on the streets or in the people or maybe even occasional headlines. Um, And because I'm introverted... The idea of God setting me up for a more um, covert activity made me feel like maybe, maybe there really was a place in the kingdom for me to be me. Um, One year later, I was talking to a friend, and he asked if there might be a place in this city where I had more favor. And that idea was just as strange a notion as having dominion over a piece of the city, But the encouragement to go search for favor felt like an invitation from the Lord. After running the idea by a few advisors, I jumped into a search which lasted six months. I had a few loose methods for searching, but I mostly relied on my spirit. And the search quickly became a very intimate season with the Lord. I felt like this search was what I was wired to do, and like I was qualified for a specialized niche that I wasn't just serving a generalized need. Um, But the oddest part of this whole thing was that I actually found a literal piece of the city, and I resonated with it. And I have resonated with it for over three years now consistently. Thank you for your patience. (laughs) I cry. (laughs) You're doing great. Um, When I found this territory, I could only describe the resonating as rainbows and glitter just spewing out of my spirit. Um, Everyone was beautiful. I was in love with everything. All was right with the world. And the presence of the Lord was as real and precious to me as any service or any prayer chapel I'd ever been in. Um... Once I found this place, the closer I got, the more I expected things would become clear and that I would know what to do. Um, But actually, the opposite happened. I leaned into God for an assignment like a good servant, but nothing ever came. So I switched to asking people what I should do, and they had ideas. Um, The missionary said it sounded like I had found my mission field, so I should move there. The songwriter said it sounded like I had found a creativity portal, so I should go right there. And the intercessor said it sounded like a calling, so that I should go and pray. Um, I expected the spiritual researcher to give me several opinions, but surprisingly he said, you know, maybe it's just a gift. Maybe it's just a gift for you to enjoy, and God is perfectly capable of letting you know if you should do something. So that's what I've been doing for three years. I've been going there and resting and enjoying this place that I found. Along the way, I've been very sobered by how ancient the history is between God and this land. 
Over and over, I've been awestruck and humbled by how the Lord and his creation have existed far beyond this short-term structure that's Denver, that's Colorado, that's America, and the things that are happening in it. It's become clear that I wasn't invited to bring some shiny new thing to some shiny new structure. I was invited to come play this short-term role on this long-term production. I, I still don't know what my role is exactly, but I know it's mine. And when I went looking for favor, I found it, but it was nothing like I imagined. And if my notions of intercession have brought more of the kingdom to that place, reports have not gotten back to me. And if I have dominion, no one got the memo. (laughs) All I know is that I continue to ache for this place. And at times, it seems to ache for me. So I go. I go, and I rest, and I give myself to God's intention for the land and for me. We're both his creation. He has an intention. He has some intention that involves both of us, and so I just go and give myself to it. And then I leave changed in ways I cannot explain And I hope to learn someday that the land was changed also and that God's intentions were progressed. But what I want you to hear from this is that God has something relational and custom fit for all of us. And it might be bigger than ourselves, and it may not involve land like my adventure does, but it will involve your design and God's heart for you. And it doesn't have to conform to your understanding of anything. At all. And um, so I would just like you to know that there's a place for you inside of him that touches this earth. Yes. Amen. So I'm going to have you stay here for a second. So this is just daily life. Donna goes to work. She makes dinner. She does her daily life, but what the Lord has done is invited her relationally into what his name looks like on that piece of land for her and for him. And she's dancing with him there. And so we, we don't have to advance the kingdom with some kind of grid for passing out tracts or um, preaching on the street or whatever it might be. All we get to do all we need to do is perceive what part, what's my territory, what are you giving me, and what's in your name for that place. Because when I pray your name there, I'm backed with all of heaven and all of the resources that your character contains while I dance with you there. So what I want to do in empowering and imparting this is that we're going to play a song. And at the beginning, I'm going to have Donna release impartation of what she's carried in terms of finding God's heart in friendship for how she's wired to bring the kingdom by resonating with who he is. And I want her to pray to release that. We're going to be listening to a song. And what I perceived in my spirit was that the Lord has specific circumstances that he's going to stir up in you, 
And he's actually going to show you how he's dancing over them and what's in his name for those situations. And so instead of just praying what you need to have happen or what you hope could happen in that situation or what needs to move, partner with him and perceive his name and how he's moving over that situation, and we're going to release that kind of prayer over your circumstances. I'm also going to have the girls, a few girls who wanted to dance, perceiving how he's moving in the room. This is a prophetic declaration of what we saw in the video. And if they get words of knowledge about a movement that needs to happen over your situation, we're going to let them share that at the end. And then you, will, you could come up and connect with them afterwards if you want further prayer. So this is going to be a time to practice right now. We're going to activate how do we pray in your name. What does that look like for my situations? Okay. So if you could start the song, I'm going to have Donna release impartation, and then we're just going to listen for a while. And when the song is done, we'll kind of process. Okay. for teaching me what your name contains. I thank you for a glimpse of what it is to be the ancient of days. For what it is to be my father. For what it is to be a mystery. what it is to be eye to eye, nose to nose, forehead to forehead. For what it is to say, I've made a place in my heart for you. I know you. I know the name that I gave you. And I took that name out of a spot in my heart. place for you to come and live. And it has my fingerprints all over it. It has my fingerprints all, all over you. And I have big fingers and those prints look very different for all of you. So I bless you all with the invitation to go find Go find the invitation. There's nothing to lose in exploring it. And there's nothing to be gained from trying to put a label on it. Time is a funny thing, and we're in no hurry when it comes to our relationship with the Lord or what He wants to accomplish with us. All just 
it's all just exploration and discovery into the depths of who the Lord is. So if you're not in that place, if you haven't found that place in Him on earth, I just bless you to keep. Don't be weird. <laughs> be the first follower. There's there's nothing but learning to be found in it. As the ladies process, if there was anything specifically that they want to share, I believe I got two um, 
census of what was in, a na- what was in his name for two different people. The first one, um, and you, get, you can connect with me after if you feel like this is you. Um, the first one is a mom. And what I saw in Jesus' name over your situation was that there was miscommunication between you and your daughter. And there was consistently strife and, and frustration that would come um, between you and your daughter, but it felt like things weren't being clearly communicated, like there was distortion. And I saw the Lord like at an operating table, you know, where the operators used to put the wires in, and he was rewiring where things had been put in the wrong spot. So he is going to release in his name uh, clear communication through clearing the operating lines. And then the second one was for a father, um, and I saw uh, a, a process of identity while you're looking and exploring what provision looks like from you as the head of your household. And so um, I felt like it was specifically that you're going to recognize who you are as a provider, though it might look differently than what the box of provider typically looks like. And so I saw him releasing in his name a process for you in provision. Girls, did you get anything specifically? Tiana? So I saw two things. Um, One, I kept getting this circular motion, and um, I started to see that it was like um, this vault door Yeah. that someone, or maybe a few people, just feel stuck, like they can't get to the resources, like they can't get to what's theirs on the other side in the name. And so what the Lord did is he came and he got it started. You know how it's hard to twist off a lid of a jar, but once you get it started, Thank then you, Lord. you can take it the rest of the way. So if anyone needs prayer for that, I could just dance that over you. But he just came um, alongside me and, and got it started, and then I was able to open it the rest of the way and open Come that on, door. Jesus. And then the other one was um, similar, but it was a kid reaching for an apple in a tree, and they just weren't able to reach that high. And so what the Lord did is he came under them and lifted them up and put them on his shoulders, and then they were able to reach. So pretty, pretty similar. Those are probably the same. Just resources that you know are yours and you're reaching for, but you just need breakthrough. So I'll pray for that for you. Come on, Jesus. Did you guys have anything? I was uh, seeing lots of arrows. Um, first, they were flying behind me, and then I had a, a quiver holder, whatever you call it, and the arrows were on me, and then they started coming out from my gut. And what I felt like the Lord was saying is that people who have had opposition and the enemy's been coming against you, and you don't feel like you're equipped. God wants to encourage you that he is fighting for you, and he, those arrows were like going against the arrows of the enemy and splitting them apart, and they would fall. But his heart and what he's wanting to take you in in this season is to teach you how to fight um, with his weapons, and it's going to become such a part of you that it'll come from your deepest places. If you feel like that's you, could you just stand up? And I'd like Jeanette just to pray in Jesus' name over that. Father, I thank you that you are the mighty warrior and that you fight for us, God, and you equip us with tools to fight through worship, 
God, make us a worshiping people in the face of the enemy to come and sit at your table, to rest and dine and know who you are and proudly proclaim your name and all that you are and knowing who you have made us to be and be confident in that, Father. And so I just pray for all of these people, God, that they would be drawn into a place to worship with abandon, trusting in who you are, and proclaiming all that you are in every situation. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Anybody else? Did you have one? No? You got All right, so as I was kind of listening to the song and kind of praying over this throughout the week, I had this awesome vision of, like, it was like this African setting like desert setting and there were all these people kind of in a circle and there were dancers and there were drummers and every time the drummer would hit the drum there was like this release of like this um it's like a picture of all these like people dancing around this like the corners of the or the corners (laughs) around the drum and then as the as the release went higher it just turned into these birds like these white birds that just took off and and just flew away. And I think along with kind of what Jeanette and Tiana were sharing with theirs, I think that the that the Lord is also providing a release of like you we all have the freedom to just move mm-hmm. and to just go. He is he is giving us the resources where when that drum is hit, we can just take it and go and just fly with it. And that's really cool. There's no fear in that. There's no judgment in that. It's something that we can just go because we have the Lord there just like, I've given you this. Go. Go that's fly. Awesome. Go spread your wings. That's awesome. So, yeah. Thank you. All right. Yes, Cheryl. Do you want to hold that for me? Yep. <clears throat> Well, I want to encourage everyone that it's not very difficult to lift up the name of Jesus. So it's simply a matter of taking our hands, which are beautiful gifts from God, and blessing the name. And so as you lift your hands and you see the name of Jesus, you use your sanctified imagination to see the name of Jesus. And as you separate your hands, it's like the veil in the temple being split in two. So I would like everyone, just (laughs) where you're sitting, just take your hands. We bless our hands, Lord. We thank you for blessing our hands, Lord. And we lift them up, Lord. We lift your name up, Lord. We bless your name, Jesus. And we bless bless your your name, name, Jesus. We bless your name, Jesus. We bless your name, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And we Lord, your name you. is over every yes. circumstance. Yes. Your name is over every you, person that we love. We bless Lord, your, your name. name is over our entire family you, line. Lord, your name is over our future, yes. over our past. And Jesus, we love your name. Amen. 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 <laughs> Okay, so I know that after I started to explore this, I never pray in Jesus' name the same way. And I certainly don't pray it until I actually know what he said is in his name for a situation. This is a weapon that we wield, but we wield it with 
a sober reality that we don't get to just invoke his name. We have to perceive what heaven is doing, and then we get to join with authority in our prayers to pray, in your name, King, in your name, bring in your name. So, um, in closing, I want to invite anyone who perceived what was in Jesus' name for their situation or circumstance, but want to process it through with someone to come down and connect with the ministry team or one of the dancers. Because sometimes we are getting a sense and then we partner with someone to say, yes, that is what's in your name for this. And there's momentum in that. So if that's um, something that you became aware of and you want follow-up. The second thing is that on July 10th, next week, I'm going to do a workshop on how to do this practically with finding your own specific territory. Donna had a way of kind of connecting with the Father with this specific piece of land. We're going to watch a video about a pastor in Juarez who did this very thing. He moved the kingdom by perceiving who, what God was doing, and he partnered with it, and it's completely changed the city of Juarez. So um, if you want to come to that, it's bring your own lunch. We're going to meet at noon uh, after the service next week, and it's just going to be kind of like a workshop to apply all these things that we've been learning about the kingdom. Okay, what does that look like in our everyday life? Um, so feel free to join. And there will be child care provided for that, correct? Yes. Okay. So um, thank you guys for letting me share. God bless you in Jesus' name. Come on, let's thank Sarah, all the dancers. <laughs> so much fun. Were you guys encouraged by that message? I was just thinking as, as she was uh, sharing how beautiful it is. Most of us in this room, I, th- I think, have, have been baptized. Uh, some of you haven't. If you haven't, I would invite you to do so if you're following Jesus and responding to him. But when you're baptized, you know this? When you went underwater, you were not baptized into a religion. You were not baptized into church attendance. Okay? You weren't baptized into a new club. You were baptized into the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. You're baptized in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit, that when you came out of the water, you had the full resources of heaven, just like she was saying. And, and I think she, Sarah said something a little bit ago that was super important. All of this really is an invitation into friendship with God. And some of you, I think this morning, the way that Sarah's talking, the way that Donna is speaking, the way that these dancers are dancing and, and speaking, um, for some of you, it, it's just you don't talk about God or to God in that way. And I think maybe that even as you go today, there's an invitation for you into a new friendship and a new way of being with Jesus and a new way of knowing him, not just his name, but intimate relationship with him. And so can we stand together? And like Sarah said, next week, come, come ready next week. If, if you feel something in you that wants to take a next step into being a person, I think my voice just cracked there for a second. I'm going through puberty. It's okay. Um, next Sunday after, after church, come prepared to stay. Even bring a, a sack lunch. Um, like she said, there's going to there's gonna be child care for the kiddos if, if you want that. It's going to be a really important time for us to take a next step to craft prayers around the places that God is sending us. He's always sending us to people and to places. And so that's going to be next week. Pastor Bob, did you have something? Okay, if you would like child care for that experience next week after church, just call the front desk. Um, you go to vinelife.com and get the number. 
to, to talk to Betty at the front desk. That way we know what to prepare for. Hey, everybody, you guys are awesome. If you would like prayer, please come up to the front after the service, like Sarah said. Uh, don't rush out of here if the Lord is speaking to you. The rest of you, everybody, hog a neck on your way out. Be blessed in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit as you go. Have a great Fourth of July weekend. Love you guys.